0: Don't you just love playoff baseball where you struggle to score runs for like six innings and all of a sudden you start building up the runs and then you have this epic comeback where Jordan Alvarez hits a three-run homer to walk it off to win a game that you shouldn't have won? That was game one of the ALDS. What would game two bring us? We're going to discuss this and more on this edition of... The Locked On Astros Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the Man Heisman, and Brett, H Town Wheelhouse Chancey.
0: We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Doc Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett's going to be here in a second, but wow, what a game. I'm sure people are still buzzing about that. I saw that in comments earlier. I'm, I'm a teacher, and all day people are stopping me. Hey, Eric, what would you think about that game? Hey, Eric, you're there, right? How awesome was that? Yes, it was an awesome experience, and that was game one of the ALDS. There's a lot of drama in that game, a lot of um, like, oh, crap, are we going to lose this game? Are we going to be facing the Mariners Ace in the next game? So, what's going to happen? And Frommer Valdez, he's had some success in the playoffs, but he's also had his struggles. So, we're going to have to talk about that as well. Which Frommer Valdez will show up in uh, tomorrow's game or when or Thursday's game or today's game, if you're listening to this on Thursday. So, guys, continue to make us your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube. Wow, we finally did it. I wish Brett was here. He'll be here in a second, but we finally reached 5,000 subscribers and we did it because of the listeners like you. So thank you. Keep on subscribing. Keep on telling your friends about it and just subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a like while you're there and go ahead and listen to us on Apple Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts check out the Locked On Astros podcast. We work our butts off to try to give you the best content out there. And uh, it's a daily grind, but we love doing it. So uh, you know who else loves doing it? Framer Valdez. Framer Valdez has become one of the Astros – Coaces with Justin Verlander. And you could say, uh, you could kind of say that um, Lance McCullers, in a way, is a co ace. So it's kind of like in the old days where we had Charlie Morton and then you had Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, or um, something like that. So it's just that's how good this rotation is. And yes, I know Justin Verlander was a little rusty, as Dusty Baker described it after the game but he has no hesitation to bring him back in this series. I know we kind of talked about that. Would Dusty Baker be hesitant to bring him back and possibly a game four situation. And Dusty Baker said, no, I don't mind. I, I think it was asked about a game five situation and Dusty Baker said, no, actually I'd rather bring him back sooner. I have total trust in Verlander and I think that he was just a little bit rusty, but now that he knocked that off, um, I'll have him pitch tomorrow if I could, but of course that's not going to happen. You're not going to pitch somebody on two days rest, but uh, it's just that he's just trying to show that he has trust in his ace. So definitely this was a tomorrow. This matchup is going to be great. It's going to be farmer Valdez versus Luis Castillo. Uh, farmer Valdez has faced the Mariners, but not as much as you might think he has. And Luis Castillo has only faced the uh, Astros once in his career. Can you believe that? 2019. And guess who was on the mound for the Houston Astros that day? It was Wade Miley. You remember him? Yeah, Wade Miley. So uh, Luis Castillo, the only guys who are currently on the Astros roster who has faced him was Bregman. He's 0 for 3. Alvarez was one for three with a 333 um, batting average and a 666 on base. I mean, sorry, OPS. And then Gurriel was one for two with a walk. He's batting 500 with a 1167 OPS. So it's a very, 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 very small sample size. But uh, and what, three, four years ago, but people still like to bring up 2017 and everything. But it's still a long time ago, but I, I think that the Mariners went out with the idea of possibly facing the Astros. Yes. JV has faced the Mariners. What? Six times this year. And we saw that the Mariners maybe were um, figured him out a little bit. So, but so far this year, uh, Castillo is eight and six with a 2.99 ERA and 150 point and one third innings pitch. He has 167 strikeouts. So He did miss some time with the injury, so I believe that he is uh, locked up for a long, long time with the Mariners. He did that sign extension with the Mariners, so the Mariners signed him for this situation. Um, And James Cook said that um, Wade Miley won 20 games that year. So, yeah, Wade Miley. Wow, that brings back memories, huh? Uh, so definitely, definitely a different situation. The Astros rotation is in now. So if you look at the Astros side, you have Farmer Valdez. He's faced the um, Mariners twice this year. You would think that Justin Verlander faced them six times. You would think that Farmer Valdez would have faced them multiple, uh, I mean more than just two times, but he only did face them two times. So in 2022, he's one and zero with the 3.95 ERA with a 9.9 strikeout per uh, nine innings pitch. His career, he's 5-0 with a 1.94 ERA with 9.4 strikeouts per nine innings pitch. So for the most part, he's been pretty dominant against the Mariners. And if you look at um, what he did, he's done in the postseason so far. In his career, he's four and two with a 4.53 ERA and eight starts with 42 strikeouts and 43 and two thirds innings pitch. But last year, he had his ups and downs. We all remember those games. We remember the games where he, he was almost uh, unhittable. He was very dominant. And then he just struggled uh, in the next game. So he, he didn't last what uh, more than two innings or something. So in 2021, he is one and one with a 7.78 ERA and five starts with 16 strikeouts and 19 and two-thirds innings pitch. So Farmer Valdez did pitch well in the 2020 playoffs, but that wasn't in front of fans. And so Martin Malinado was asked that before today's start – or I guess before game two. He said, do you think the fans influence it? Was it something that maybe uh, Valdez was nervous or scared of? And he said, no um, – He's not scared of fans, but it was just something that maybe added to it. But um, so what I think is going on, and I think what the Astros have done really good with him this year is they brought in that mental coach to work with him. And not only is he doing it on his own, but they actually brought him in as a full time employee to work with some of the Astros. He didn't just work with Farmer Valdez. He's also working with Christian Javier, and I believe he's working with Luis Castillo as well. Or, no, or Brian Abreu, one of those two. Um, I remember hearing that as well. So I think that Frommer Valdez is a different pitcher this year than he was last year. I think that he he no longer panics. Like um, when something bad would happen in the past, he would just go off the rails. But now he has this ability to focus. Before, it was Carlos Correa that would say, hey, Frommer, let's calm down. Let's Let's go and pitch but Carl's Cray is gone. And by the way, uh, Carl's Cray is not participating in the playoffs, but you know what he will be doing. He will be uh, doing play by player, not play by play, but he'll be in a booth uh, for TBS. So that's gonna be interesting. So you go from being into playoffs to being one of the, um, basically a talking head in the, in the booth. So, um, congratulations, Carlos Craya. But, um, so I think that, this year, Martin Maldonado has been the guy that kind of calmed him down. So it's not Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena doesn't have the seniority to tell somebody like From Rivaldez to do that. I don't think Jose Altuve is going to do that. So I think Martin Maldonado took it upon himself this year to do that. So um, I believe that we're going to see a much better version of Fram Rivaldez, and that's got to start tomorrow. And the Mariners are going to attack him early, and they're going to try to get... Uh, like the Mariners are going to just try to do like they did with Justin Verlander. They're just going to try to attack him and just try to get a lot of runs and just score early and often against him. And uh, then Dusty Baker is going to see how long he can go with Justin Verlander in that situation. So um, yeah, it's going to be in, in the TBS studios. Yes. Um, so that Carlos Correa will be in the T- CBS studios. So uh, and Frommer is a much diff- different guy so um, Brett let me know when you're ready are you ready okay so Brett What's is here, here? All right. yeah I'm here guys
1: hey sorry about that a little late arrival here um, so I don't have no idea where you were at because I can't watch the podcast and drive at the same time unfortunately that's right <laughs> but um so I just want to say this. Um, Fernando game two, correct?
0: Yes. And okay. we're just talking about um, – he's a different guy this year. He had the 25 straight quality pit uh, starts. And, yes, he did kind of go off the rails for maybe two starts, but then he settled down in his last start. And I think that this is not the 2021 version where he had a no, 778 ERA in the playoffs. I think we'll see him kind of revert more to his 2020 form where he was dominant, but that was without the fans.
1: No, but I I still like Lance McCullers at home in Game Two better than better than I like Framber Valdez. I'll I'll be real honest with
0: you. I know, but it's not going to happen.
1: No, I, well, obviously it's not going to happen. It's already set. Um, but yeah, um, I'll get to that here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Lance McCullers home record in the playoffs, I I, I just think is 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 like really really hard to. To ignore and, and I think Framber on the road is I mean his his ERA and everything on the road works good. Um I just look either pitcher Eric is gonna work out I think either way. I don't I don't think the key to game two is the pitcher for us. I think the key to game two is the pitcher on the other side right. and how our hitters react. Right. And you know, I think if we come out and punch them in the mouth the way they did us in game one, I think it's a different story. I, I, I don't see Seattle climbing out of that hole. And you and you may have hit on this, so I apologize if this is repeating it. But last year, there's no way we're winning that game. There's no way we are winning that game because Bregman wasn't 100%. It just – things weren't clicking. I mean, maybe Yordan hits a home run. Maybe Yordan makes a last – ninth inning – heroic effort but that team doesn't win that game last year um but when i think about a winning combination when i think about winning on the field and off the field like if you're going to win off the field you've got to dress for success right you've got to dress in a way that makes you feel comfortable and that when people see you they're like wow that's a respectable man right there well let me tell you about the about Rome clothing and their say and what they call their Segway dress shirt. This is how you segue into a professional life, but you can still be relaxed at the same time. This dress shirt was due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up for the challenge. It's called the commuter shirt. It's the most comfortable, breathable, flexible shirt known to man, and here's why. I've tried it on. I actually have one. It's amazing. That's reason number one. It has a four-way Um, Stretch fabric that provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work, 18 holes of golf, or whether you're sweating out a ninth inning home run from Jordan Alvarez. Looking good is easy, and when you feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt, nothing buys confidence like that, you'll impress or you'll impress the people around you. And there's odor-free tech in these shirts. That's right, with Gold Fusion anti odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Rhone is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. It's comfortable, it's mobile, it's versatile. It's kind of like Jose Altuve, it's kind of like Mauricio Dubon, because they say he's so fast. It's kind of like Jordan Alvarez. I mean, these shirts. The pants they have are amazing. So if you want to get a commuter shirt or anything else, go to roan.com slash locked on MLB. Use a promo code locked on. You'll save 20%. That's roan, R-H-O-N-E E.com, locked on slash locked on, and use a promo code locked on. It's time to find your corner office comfort.
0: You probably can't hear me
1: welcome run run. take one to lead. we have it all tonight I'm not
0: let's go righty I saw that you had that video uh, up there so I was like there's got to be some reason so I'm like let me just go and put that up there and embarrass you <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like wait I didn't press that hotkey that was awesome thank you Eric I feel so honored <laughs> that you would put that up there. Now, you need to put the extended version where no. I end. No, 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 not that one. No. <laughs> watch now. Let's watch this one.
0: What just happened? in the podium. The Houston Astros had no business winning this game. But they don't quit. And that postseason experience that we speak of on Locked On Astros came true. You're not Alvarez. The hero. That's right, our savior, Jordan Alvarez. Woo!
1: Robbie Ray Nomas. <laughs> Robbie Ray Nomas. Now, for the record, I was not hammered. That was a Coca Cola souvenir cup. Did not have a single drink that day. I'm not a big. I don't. I don't drink at games. I, I don't. I don't like what it costs, and yeah, it's, it's it's not that big of a deal for me. But Robbie Ray Nomas. I have no idea where that came from. Completely catatonic in that moment, but it was great. It was great.
0: Yeah, and I know that Martín Maldonado had some jokes today. He said, um, "Alvarez, Jordan, how's your back doing?" He's like, "What do you mean? Is it?" And uh, is like, "Is it a little bit sore because you carried uh, the whole team on your back. You carried forty-one thousand fans on your back. You carried a whole city of Houston on your back." And uh, that's basically what happened yesterday. Alvarez just really took the whole city and hit that ball. And that was just an amazing moment for Astros fans. And, um, I just, I'm glad that his parents were actually there. That was his first, uh, their their first time they got to watch, watch him in person, play a playoff baseball game. And he had that moment. And I was just very, and I still can't believe that Robbie Ray was so confident that he threw a, like a meatball right in the middle of the plate, And what do you think is going to happen? And of course, people are like, oh, they're they're they're, they know what's coming. Wink, wink. And I'm like, well, when you throw something right down in the middle of the plate, yeah, it's going to be easy to hit. You don't have to know what's coming.
1: Well, I saw Harold Reynolds break down the at bats that Robbie Ray or the the battles that Robbie Ray has had with Jordan Alvarez and Three of his four at-bats leading up to this one, he's given him fastballs on the inside. Almost every fastball on the inside has missed sorely inside, almost hit Yordan twice. So the first pitch that he gave to him squeaked over the plate, and Yordan hit it just as hard as the second one. He just didn't square it up. And so before that second pitch, Harold Reynolds stopped the tape, and he said, what do you think Yordan Alvarez knows Robbie Ray's going to throw him? A fastball inside. And what does he do? He goes, roll the tape. <laughs> it, have you seen, Have you? and I don't know if it's the Astros coverage. So There's a certain angle where, I, I think it's astros.com, what they put on Twitter. That if you watch that, watch it like five or six times in a row, you literally see the ball come off the bat. And, and like I've seen it before, but it's just the angle that it's at. But what I love even more than this in this moment, Eric, is what it took to get there. And then Jordan fully embracing the moment because he's the humble giant, right? Like he's he's the player that you know could get loud and could get in your face and be intimidating, but that's not his that's not his speed, that's not his lane. And he flipped the bat and he had so much swag and so much confidence. And that team, the way they leapt out of the dugout was just euphoric. It, it, it was it was out of this world. Um, A special, special moment. It was so cool that so many people, I'm just bummed I didn't have my phone up. I had moved down. I I mean, I would have got a crappy coverage of it, but oh my gosh, that was so good, man. So good on every, on every level that you see. I think it was Fremont Dez like slapped um, Marty Maldonado or
0: something. <laughs> Yeah. Like when you're in that moment, you don't really know what's going on. Cause you're just you're like punching each other. Like I think Jeremy Pena said that was the best moment he's experienced in his baseball career. And, uh, Jim Crane said that since I've owned the team, it's probably top one, two or three. That one was magical. You can't duplicate those moments. I had a bunch of guys in my suite. We were all jumping up and hugging each other. We thought it, we were in third grade again. Um, Jim, I know winning the World Series was probably good. I mean, I guess that was probably number one, but this had to be number two because this was just a great moment. Just not not necessarily just winning the game, but just with everything that well, happened and how they won it. Yeah. You
1: know, Eric, how they won it. How, what we saw this team do last year when they fell flat in the World Series. Someone said that a uh, host or uh, announcers of a certain other show called Jordan trash and said that he was terrible in left field. Hey, you know what people are, people are willing that people can have their own takes that, you know, you can have your opinions, but you're not. I mean, the fact is Jordan Alvarez is a complete player. Bregman hitting the home run. Yuli Gurriel going three for four. Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena did a lot in this game. He didn't just get a single. Right. David Hensley.
0: I I mean, didn't Alvarez throw somebody out at the plate? That's what I'm saying. A terrible left fielder can't do that. No, and not only did he throw him out at the plate, he threw
1: the ball so hard and so fast in front of Ty France that it was almost like Ty France should have just stopped. Like, why do you even turn and try to go back to third?
0: We know, Melly. Yes. We know what podcast you're talking about. We just don't want to say it. But I know.
1: Well, yeah, because I'm not. I'm not here to badmouth anybody, or right. they're not here to defend themselves. So, but right. the bottom line is this: the Houston Astros took victory out of the jaws of defeat, literally. And Scott Service, I I said, well, maybe he should have walked Alvarez, but Bregman was behind him. I think the play should have been Seawald staying in there, who has six strikeouts and seven at-bats against Jordan Alvarez. I, I just, wow. Like, I still, my voice is still dying. Like, I'm probably going to go drink some hot tea after this because I've been talking all day in class. Um, but guess what? Hey. Hey. My son and I
0: are going to be it's playoff there tomorrow, season. Dude. Yeah, that's I'll right. I'll be there too again with yeah. my girlfriend. It'll be so much fun, just having a just blast. It, it's just awesome being there. And uh, I do want to talk a, about a couple things that have come out. Uh, Dusty Baker has decided that he thinks that Jake Myers of all people in center field would be the best player to start in center field tomorrow. And this is also the anniversary. Wait,
1: hold on. Who who would be the best player?
0: Jake Myers, Hmm. Uh, opposite of, um, so to face Luis Castillo, he says that, um, yes, he hasn't had the best year, but he feels that he would uh, be able to match up great against the stuff that Castillo uh, brings. So Jake Myers will be starting in center field tomorrow. This is also the one-year anniversary of the Astros clinching last year's ALDS versus the White Sox. This is also the one-year anniversary of Jake Myers running into that wall and injuring that shoulder. So definitely a situation where he has uh, to—he has yet to redeem himself this year. He's had a couple good moments coming back from the minor leagues, but this is his moment to shine. The Astros need somebody to step up and take center field. It's obvious that Dusty Baker is not truly sold on either one of them James click has said, we want, we want uh, Myers to take it, but nobody's really stepping up. Dubon's not McCormick has shown some moments and I think he's got the best bat out there. The other two guys are probably better defensively. I'm not saying Chaz McCormick is a slouch out there defensively, but um, this is Jake Myers game to impress. It
1: is. And, I, I really hate that he's doing that in a game against Luis Castillo. I would rather him do that in a game versus Logan Gilbert. But, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a manager in baseball. I love this Texas Dab Daddy. This guy is one of the vendors at Minute Maid Park. He's become a friend of the show. And he says that's literally the best game the Mariners are going to put together against us. This guy has seen just about every playoff game in the last few years. He is over in section. I believe it's, he may correct me on this, around 119 ish, around 118, 119. So if you see a guy with the name Will on the back, that's Texas Dab Daddy, check him out. You know, buy some waters from him or some other beverages that he may have. But dude, I had a great conversation with him, met up with him yesterday. And Eric, like after this game, all of a sudden, people are talking about. Well, it's funny. Was Mariners like? Well, the Mariners are going to sweep the Astros. And then the Astros won there. The Astros are like, well, yep, Astros in three. And I'm like, whoa, hey, let's not put the cart before the horse, right? But I, re- you know, Luis Castillo had such a. Think about this. He had such a good start last start. Okay, against the Blue Jays, Who's going to say he's going to replicate that at Minute Maid Park, like like that's that's a perfect setup for someone to not do well. I mean, Justin Verlander, what did he do the the, the game before? It, it wasn't a playoff game. Right. He had eight strikeouts in a row. It was a record, blah, blah, blah. Luis Castillo has a ton of pressure on him.
0: Trevor uh, Valdez
1: doesn't have any pressure.
0: Right. Uh, I mean, after last I mean, year, there may be some pressure on him to but show nobody, that it was last year, not this year. I know what you're saying.
1: But this team, is, but this team this year is not last year's team. It's completely different yeah. because this team wouldn't have been able to survive even if Justin Verlander was on the mound. A Justin Verlander faltering like that in the beginning, right. I, I just I, think it's solely on Seattle because if Seattle goes down o two, there is there's literally a, a, like a one percent chance or two percent chance that they maybe come back. I, I just um. I like our chances tomorrow in this game.
0: I think especially after what happened to Justin Verlander, there is pressure on from Valdez to just go out there and put it to the Mariners. You have to just go out there. So I want to talk a little bit about Luis Castillo. He has participated in playoffs before he did pitch um, one time with the Reds. He pitched five and one thirds innings. He had seven strikeouts and he had 1.69 ERA back in 2020. Of course, that was the year of no fans. Um, and, and then he also pitched uh, one game this year. He won against the Blue Jays, seven and one-thirds innings pitch, five strikeouts. He threw 108 pitches in that game, a whip of 0.82. So, yes, so he has a career. Granted, it's a small sample size compared to somebody like Framer Valdez, um, Lance McCullers, Justin Verlander, who did pass um, – Claim Kershaw in the list with strikeouts and postseason strikeouts, but Kershaw did pitch today. He didn't pitch very well. Uh, that's a definite playoff game where they're going back and forth there um, between the Padres and the Dodgers. There, but uh, so he does have a zero point seventy one career postseason ERA. Small sample size, but it's still a a um, something to be worried about. And so I, I think that. The Astros have got to do better than they do, did against Gilbert. They looked overmatched early. And I think that the um, what happened was there was a lot of pop-ups early. And I, I just think that uh, Gilbert was overmatching the Astros. And then it looked like they were rusty. The whole team was rusty. Then all of a sudden something just clicked. And that's when well, you started having the um, – you had um, Alvarez with the double. Then later on you had Guriel with the home run. Then you had uh, some more offense, and then you had the big heroics in the ninth inning. So well, I think I think the rust is gone now.
1: Yeah, I, I I just think in the beginning Gilbert was dealing. I mean this this kid's a, a a massive kid. He's like a freaking oak tree out there on the mound. And remember when we talked to Ty, he said Gilbert has a tendency to get wild, and we kind of covered this last night. But they scored they scored you know the Astros when they scored their first two runs. They got that home run. Gilbert started walking people. He he started getting flustered. And I really thought that's when the wheels were going to fall off for them. They didn't. Uh, the wheels fell off again after Gilbert stepped left and stepped off that foul line. That screwed everything up. But get this, the Dodgers tonight and the Padres, it's 4-3 in the middle of the seventh. And Padres, I mean, the Dodgers, all three of the runs are off of solo home runs. And, um, you know, the Dodgers got some big questions in free agency. Trey Turner right now, he hit another home run. That is going to be probably the hottest free agent out there in baseball. But with the Padres going up 4 3, if they even things up and they go back, they go to San Diego even, that shifts things a lot. If they can get to Kershaw, Kershaw has not been ultra dependable in the playoffs. Like he's dependable, but he's been shaky at times. Like he's had his moments. He was 2020, it was great because they only played 60 games. No offense. But Clayton Kershaw is not the most durable pitcher. He does struggle with those things, but swinging back to the Astros notice in the first game that even when Jordan kind of was the only marquee hitter, really hitting the guys that haven't been hitting were like the bottom of the lineup was, was doing stuff, you know, Yuli Gurriel heated up and, and Yuli Gurriel has shown flashes of being able to hit well. I just think right now he's dialed in. Like yesterday Eric, didn't you feel like that every at bat he had his his first three hits. Right. He just he didn't like he just looked like he was himself and and I haven't gotten that feeling watching him play. You know, he's looked frustrated like he, he does wear his emotions not demonstratively, but he does wear his emotions on his sleeve. Um and you can tell when he's frustrated and he was relaxed, he was he was having fun. And that's a key for this team, Eric. They've got to be out there enjoying each other, and join the moment. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out. I, I really didn't think 15 runs would be scored in this game. I really thought it would be a lower-scoring game. So who knows? I mean, and the Astros yeah. didn't hit double digits, so they're safe to do another outpoint of runs.
0: Uh, you know what? I really care about football. And so I, I really don't want the Seattle um, uh, Seahawks to their kickoff to be delayed. So um, if the uh, according to Sports Illustrated, if the LDS series is pushed to Game Four, then the uh, kickoff will be pushed back about ninety minutes. So I say the Astros just need to win it in three games. So let's not even go. I would. Games.
1: I would be perfect with that. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of speaking of yeah. Uh, Dude, there is so much mid-football going on right now. It's terrible, bro. That's, not, I mean, no cap facts, straight up. All right. The third game, October 15th, 1 30 p.m., Hooters-NASA 20796. Be there. We're going to be doing a live podcast pregame and then hang out and watch the game with us. It's going to be fun. We already got some of our friends promoting it for us on Twitter. You guys come out and check us out.
0: All right, so um, there's a lot to kind of uh, wrap up on, but um, I, I talked about it earlier. Carlos Correa would be in the studios with uh, with TBS, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Last year he was playing with, in the playoffs. This year he'll be in the booth or the analysis. Uh, oh, how the, the turntables!
1: <laughs> well, you know that 35.1 million. I'm sure looks really good, but man, you know he would want it. He would rather be in that dugout right now. I just I can't I, I can't be convinced that a competitor like Correa isn't sitting there thinking, bro. But then again, I think that was probably more on the Astros, Eric. It just, I mean, they didn't meet his demands. You know, he's a player, he has a right to demand things, right? But it'll be interesting to hear him talk about his teammates. I'm I'm here for that.
0: Yeah. So a lot of the Astros players were saying, um, I know y'all want to give all the credit to Alvarez. He deserves it. But don't forget about David Hinsley. He did foul off a lot of pitches before he got hit by the pitch, and then you had Jeremy Pena get hit by a slider. I mean, not, sorry, get the hit off a slider. And so th- those were two rookies that stepped up, and um, and Dusty Baker was on. Pardon, no, not pardon. What was the guy? The loud guy on MLB Network. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mad Dog, uh, Mad Dog Show. Oh, like, what Mad was Dog that? Is. I did not know what that was. <laughs> uh, you, people know what I'm talking about. The one that talks a little loud. Um, Russo. But, uh, so, yeah, Mad Dog Russo or whatever his name is. But uh, definitely he was saying that he talked to all the rookies and was like, uh, and all of them are ready for that. The, this. They're ready for the limelight. They're not scared of it. High heat. That's what it's called.
1: <laughs> you danced all around that work, so um
0: i couldn't remember what you it were was like
1: you're like baseball is hot it's this thing that's like heats up and it's a like
0: it's like Jesse baker i say i say one thing then i did it's like a heating plate
1: it's like it's like this is the face of a guy who doesn't know what he's trying to say um
0: so justin verlander was one of those people that said yeah we got to give these guys credit these rookies came through for us and uh so also Unfortunately, Joe Espada went for three interviews in the past week or so. One of Mm. them was the Marlins and I think the, uh, I forgot the other two teams, but uh, there's a lot of uh, interest in Joe Espada right now. I believe the White Sox are one. And so, (laughs) turn turn into a gremlin. But uh, Joe Espada is getting a lot of interest. And I know earlier this uh, season, he was like, why when is it my turn Uh, like everybody else keeps on i keep on hearing the word no but there's a lot of openings this year so he may hear yes and the astros if dusty baker wins the world series and decides okay i got my world series peace then the astros could be without a manager because joe espada is not going to wait around forever
1: and then guess what we're going to hear AJ Hinch's name again. We're gonna hear it. You know, it's I've already seen it. AJ Hinch, twenty twenty three, Houston Astros manager confirmed. I'm like, stop. AJ Hinch is not coming back to Houston. I, I just i I would be shocked. But here's the thing: what like man? I know we got story in AAA. I don't. I don't think Thon would be promoted to a major league manager from the Fayetteville position. He could work his way up in the system. A very good manager down there, but. I just like like Joe Espada has been the guy like like I just right. thought Eric he's he's like he's like the, the heir apparent I mean this is like a royal bloodline like Joe Espada elevates himself to king of Astros country or H Town country right. as Jeremy Pena calls it but <laughs> I just really I just really I, I, I I'm gonna be disappointed I'm gonna be disappointed if Dusty retires. And if Joe Espada is not no Larissa, no Larissa. <laughs> Actually, done, he's guys. not available.
0: He's going to be medically no, unavailable. Medic- for the twenty twenty three no. season. So we, we Jay know what Roberts happens. Says that Tony La Russa will be available.
1: We know what happens with people that are in positions that of leadership yeah. where they're not. Anyways, he, you know. So all right,
0: I see, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, "Well, why is this happening now? While the Astros on the Astros off days during the playoffs, why can't they wait till the." Uh, the Astros are eliminated. Joe
1: Spott, yeah, Joe Espada's job search is not going to have any bearing on what happens in game two or three or the yeah. ALCS or World Series. I mean, it'd be different if it was like the manager, right? <laughs> the manager's openly seeking another job after the season. He's out. That would be different. He's the bench coach. I, I think the dynamics, he'll, because even if he gets hired, he'll stay with the team through the playoffs. He's not going to jump ship, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so definitely, and um, uh, Petilla, um actually got the – he's not the Astros assistant GM anymore. He's no, he got he a job with-, with the Giants now, so he is the general manager over there. This is something that we should have touched on a couple of days ago, but we got playoff things to talk about, and so uh, the and- Astros will be looking for a new assistant GM, but it had to be so – Uh, Awkward for James click to be addressing the assistant GM when he doesn't even have a contract for next season. So how are you going to replace your assistant GM? Um, Well, um, I I think we're going to be looking um, internally and um, I don't have a job yet. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, so here's the thing. And just to tie this into Carlos Correa, maybe Carlos Correa goes to San Francisco. I mean, that would be a landing spot. That would be a place where he could he could make a name for himself, you know? And yeah. you know, Pivotillo was the president of player development from 2016 to 2019. So this guy knows his stuff, bro. Like he like we're losing a a big piece of our development arm. But we have to trust in James Click. I mean, Jim Crane. Good lord, I'm so tired. <laughs> we have to trust in Jim Crane because Jim Crane typically makes the right moves, makes the smart hires. He puts the right guys. He knows how baseball is supposed to be run and he does it the right way.
0: Yeah. And um, go back to why Joe Spada is doing the interviews. Now the other teams don't care that the Astros are in playoffs. They want to get the best manager available. So they are trying to get it done now before the manager candidates fly off the shelves, get them now before they're gone, gone, gone. So,
1: And the Astros aren't – the Astros are seeking current Major League Baseball executives for any position they have in Major League Baseball. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Yeah. All right. So um, let's go ahead and uh, really quickly before we end the show, do you see any other lineups changes besides uh, Jake Myers in the lineup over Chaz McCormick? Do you really think that they're going to – I mean Martin Malonado is kind of from Vermont. can we have can we
1: have can, can we have Diaz as a DH? You could I mean I'm sorry I'm sorry Trey Mancini. I'm I'm sitting you in game two after like literally yeah you blistered the ball a couple times. Great. Your expected batting average was like eight thousand. I don't care. Like you didn't do anything. Love Mancini as a person was fully on, dude. I was all in on Trey Mancini when he came here, but he's yeah. not getting jack squat done. Right. Is Christian Vasquez going to catch this game?
0: No, because um, Frommer Valdez needs oh. his mentor out there, Martin Malgado. Okay.
1: All right. All right. So, just, especially okay. in
0: this big pressure game, you can't have your mental coach out there, so you need your mentor out there. So, uh, Carlos Cray yeah. is not there anymore to say, hey, kid, you got to settle down. And uh, now he, Martin Maldonado has to go out there. So, uh, and
1: I understand, hold on one second. I understand it's Trey Mancini's first postseason. Okay. But we only have so many games. I, like this isn't like, Hey, let's let him get warmed up with eight postseason games going over. I'm just saying you've got a Diaz who has hit over 300 since the all-star break. He's got a bat guys. Don't, don't, don't monologue me.
0: I'm not. I'm just saying. Oh, I thought
1: you were. Gonna, I thought you were going to monologue me.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I do think that. Would you rather have Trey Mancini coming off the bench or lead Ms. Diaz with the bases? Well,
1: God dang it, Eric! Why do you make? Why? Why? Why can't you just agree with me? Why? Why do, why do you have to do this to me? Like it's our. Time. I know. I know. I, look. Look. Here's the deal. You know this. You know. You know what? Good night. I'm checking. <laughs> <I'm laughs> mic drop yesterday's zap yes that was that was good that's okay um all right julio rodriguez
0: and- is 0 for 3 in his career versus from valdez ty france is 2 for 10 in his career but he's 2 for 6 in 2022 no home runs if you look at uh, jp crawford he's 2 for 7 with the 286 Batting average and 715 OPS this year, but four for 16 in his career with the 250 and a 563 OPS. Carlos Santana is one for five versus uh, Farmer Valdez with a 200 batting average and an 829 OPS. He did walk twice. So that's kind of the guys against Farmer Valdez. A lot of these guys have faced him, but it, it's not uh, like a lot. So uh there's on both sides there's some exp- exposure, but not a lot. And the Mariners could use that to their advantage, but also I think the Astros are gonna ride Alvarez's home run and they're gonna just just uh I think they're gonna take care of business. So any other I,
1: I do too. No, I just I think they're gonna take care of business. Um I would be shocked if Luis Castillo came out and was as sharp as he was in game one. It's gonna be hard to replicate that. And I think any vulnerabilities the Astros will expose. And I think they take care of business in game two. But again, you have to get 27 outs and you have to be at top at the end of the game. Joseph said Correa going to say at least once on air that it's still his time. Or he's going to reference going shopping at Prada or
0: something like that. (laughs) Yeah, if you want, hey, I'm available. If you want the best shortstop for the playoffs teams, you can come get me. I'm Prada or Dior okay. or whatever.
1: <laughs> Real quick. Oh, my God. 43 minutes. Holy crap. We got to go. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, is is there any way? I'm just asking those questions. Is there any? It's like, so Brantley's done, right? Br- Brantley's done for the season. He shut yes. it down, right? Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know, man. Hey, I just saw him in those- announced that He's out. I know, I know. I know. I just somebody
0: was jokingly saying that.
1: No, no. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just like, you know, I saw him walk out on the field. I was like, man, that sure would be nice.
0: <laughs> now batting for the Houston Astros and ALCS. Ain't it ain't I know. happening. So, I, I guys, know. I'm excited about game two. From Valdez versus Luis Castillo. Astros are probably going to trot out the same lineup with Jake Myers instead of Chaz McCormick and um, there's nothing you can do about it because it's dusty baker's team and um, we're going to talk about the game hopefully uh, brett and i may do a live something before the game tomorrow at the stadium but i'm excited about this let's hopefully it's a little bit better outcome And that's all we got. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. And we reached 5,000. I already mentioned that earlier, Brett. And keep on subscribing. Keep on liking us. And make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make us your first listen. And go Strokes.